Today, the New Mexico governor bans guns after declaring a public health emergency over the weekend. The state of California gears up to take your kids away if you don't affirm their make-believe gender. And Joe Biden becomes the first president not to visit one of the victim sites on 9-11. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and last Friday, New Mexico Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham issued an executive order suspending the right to carry firearms, both open and concealed, in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County for 30 days due to what she called a public health emergency after an 11-year-old boy was killed on his way home from a baseball game earlier in the week. Watch. So effective immediately, no person other than a law enforcement officer or licensed security officer shall possess a firearm either openly or concealed within cities or counties averaging 1,000 or more violent crimes per 100,000 and more than 90 fire re firearm related emergency department visits. So to put that in sort of a layman's term, terms for 30 days in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County. It's the only place that meets both those standards. Statewide order, but only one place meets both criteria. Where We have far too many ER gunshot visits and we have far too many crimes involving firearms. We are suspending open and concealed carry. Now, look, gun violence is tragic. It's horrible. Children being shot and killed is awful. But you may be thinking to yourself, well, hold on. How can she do that? I mean, we have a Bill of Rights. We have a Second Amendment that seems to be pretty clear in the books. Well, when questioned on that, Grisham said that constitutional rights are actually not absolute. Watch. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And unshockingly, residents of the area staged a protest over the weekend where local law enforcement chose not to enforce the governor's draconian order. Here's some of that. And all we want to do is protect our families, our friends, our communities. I've gone on two combat tours with the Marine Corps and fought on the front lines. I've done 11 trips as an independent contractor. She thinks she has the right 
I don't think so. Yeah. This will not stand. We will not comply. Yeah. Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen released a statement on the platform formerly known as Twitter, acknowledging the executive order, but adding that the ban challenges the foundation of our Constitution, which he says he swore an oath to uphold. He said, I'm wary of placing my deputies in positions that could lead to civil liability conflicts, as well as the potential risks posed by prohibiting law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. But to be clear, even if this was constitutional, it isn't. Even if the governor had the authority to tell you, a law-abiding citizen, that you do not have the right to protect you and defend yourself, she doesn't. It's worth mentioning that this wouldn't actually do anything to solve the problem because by their very nature, criminals don't follow laws. That's why they're criminals, which Grisham admitted during her press conference when pressed on the matter. Do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. Oh, a resounding message. Well, I agree with her there. A resounding message to any and all criminals in the area that the residents of Albuquerque and Barrio County will be completely defenseless against them. Open season. See, they keep trying this, the left. They keep trying this and failing. Banning guns, creating gun-free zones, and then watching those gun-free zones become hotspots for gun violence. In fact, according to the Crime Prevention Research Center, since 1950, 94% of mass public shootings have occurred in gun-free zones. So why then would an elected official make a decision that would make people less safe? Because it's not about your safety. You heard her. She admitted it won't stop criminals from killing you. It's about the message. I govern you. I own you. And when you're in trouble, your life is in danger. It's up to me whether you live or die or an agent of my state. You don't get a say. Constitution be damned. Here to discuss this and more, we have Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show, along with Yakubuyan's Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. It is so disgusting. These people just freely admit, no, it's not actually going to do anything. It won't stop any criminals from killing you guys. But, it'll, I mean, imagine the headlines. Democrats will love it. And in fact, spoiler alert, they actually didn't. A DA, just as an aside, a DA in Albuquerque, who she actually handpicked earlier this year, has already said he will not even enforce this ban. Uh, you have people like David, what's his name? Uh, David Hogg from Parkland and, you know, big time gun control advocates saying, yeah, she even went a little far for us. Yeah. So I say start the clock. All right. She says yes. no more. Start yes. the clock. And now let's roll the statistics. Come on, let's, Here we go. Let's see what happens. Is it mm-hmm. going to change a single thing? Absolutely not. This is sort of like, uh, let's see if I can put this analogy out there. Some, you know, it's rough, but let's say uh, you, you know how to stop drunk drivers from killing sober drivers, ban sober drivers. Mm. And then drunk drivers can just kill other drunk drivers because that'll be the only people on the streets, right? That's sort of this equivalent, right, of just saying, well, we're going to take the law-abiding people and we're going to penalize them. We're going to take them out of the equation and now we're going to make them targets, if you will. Uh, but uh, all these criminals, and she said by her own admission, 
It's not going to change anything. Of course, it's not going to change anything. And it's interesting that she said that this is even more important than her oath. Well, that kind of yes. throws that whole 14th Amendment thing that they're trying to use against Trump out. Because, again, that's all about a person who's taken an oath. I thought the oath was the all-important creed that you couldn't violate in any way, shape, or form. And, therefore, Trump needs to be kept off the ballots. But that's a side note. She's saying that how she feels about this is more important than anything, your constitutional rights. So start the clock. And let's see where this thing goes for the next 30 days. Statistically, it's not going to change anything. There may be some tragedy here. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this actually might be um, an eye-opening blessing in disguise. A good thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, I sat there thinking, look, it's bad because more people are going to get hurt. And I don't want people to get hurt ever. But the truth is not a liar. (laughs) Yeah. When it's the truth. Here's the interesting thing, Sarah, for me about this particular governor. Um, She has no problem with MS-13 flooding across her border. She has no problem with the very children she wants to protect dying from fentanyl. Most of the crimes in her city in Albuquerque by illegal migrants, by those with a notice to appear, bringing weapons into the state but we're gonna disarm the law-abiding citizens. She was next in line, Chad, to kiss the ring mm-hmm. from the administration and say, you are going to now do this one for us. Mm. You will be the first. Forget about the Constitution. You will make constitutional carry, concealed carry. You'll outlaw all of it for the law-abiding citizen because we have to test the public. And these are the moments where we historically have failed whether it's drag shows for kids, prayer out of school, in the very moment when it happens, the resistance has to be so overwhelming that it never actually happens. Right now is the moment for Albuquerque, like that guy, and the sheriffs and the DAs to say, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. We are not, remember Bill Weyburn sat at this desk in Fort Worth when it was masks on the street, and he told you on mm-hmm. his, he said, I told my deputies, you will not arrest a single person mm-hmm. on the streets of Fort Worth mm-hmm. that's not wearing a mask. I will not enforce it, right? That's, that's how you fight back to where the left, because they test you. Yeah. And if you give them an inch, they go, hey, open season, man, let's go. And then some other state will come and in, it ripples through the country. So the resistance should be intense. Well, Her name add- rhymes with Wuhan. That ought to tell you everything. To add to um, your point, Yaku, um, not only will they take an inch, or they'll take a mile if you give them an inch, so don't give them an inch, they also will use that as an excuse for taking more than they should, which is why you hear her say, well, the First Amendment has restrictions. Well, the Second Amendment has... You're not allowed yeah. to... Oh, you can't just go in and buy a machine gun, and it's like... I disagree with all of that, too. I think that there shouldn't be restrictions on that. But that just goes to show you whenever anyone on you know, the right thinks, well, we'll just make a good faith effort to work with them. Let's compromise. I mean, gun violence is an issue. We don't want kids to die. We have to do something. Let's work together. Don't do that. You're falling into the trap of them later on setting you up to be like, well, look, there are restrictions here. We're just arguing for more common sense restrictions. There's so many things going on on the part of the federal government. I've got Mark Jones with uh, GunOwners.org on my uh, show tonight talking about how the Biden administration is cracking down on lead ammunition. That's the cheaper alternative to ammunition. They're trying to get rid of it. So now people have to try to buy the more expensive stuff. They price them them out. So they're doing that. And so you're right. They they trot her out there. She's a female governor. She can say more things because that's Mm -hmm. 
the woke world we live in. And, you know, we're going to try this cockamamie, crazy, unconstitutional idea and see how it floats. Cause they're doing all they're doing everything they can. But again, they want to wave the hand with this big fancy thing while they're doing legislation, to try to get rid of lead ammunition. Yeah. It's exactly. It's always the shiny object. Yeah. And historically, the GOP, we take the shiny object and we engage in that cockamamie conversation mm-hmm. as if it has validity. Right now, she should be pressed on allowing crime, defunding the police creating a state that where anarchy rules and reigns, n- not you know, processing or prosecuting minor crimes, letting people out of jail without bail, all those things kind of sort of plays into crime. Mm-hmm. So you can't sit there and create a state where the border is <clears> open, <throat> people run amok, and then go, you know what, the remnant left to actually shoot back, let's disarm them. She's the next to kiss the ring. And that's why, and this is a test. It's a test. And, and you, never, you never get lectured. You, we should never be lectured by somebody who lives in a secure world. We don't live in that secure world. She does. She's got armed guards Correct. around her protecting Correct. her. Yeah. You should never be lectured about security and safety and all that stuff by a person who's well armed and protected yeah. when you're not going to be allowed to be. And, I mean, you have to wonder, you know, if this is successful, which I would imagine, like, the Supreme Court isn't going to step in. I mean, I guess a regular court might, but it's only a 30-day ban. So unless she continues it, I I would find it hard to believe that a court would have the time to interfere because it's only 30 days. And so you have to wonder, like, at what point then will other governors, other local uh, authorities say, well, we're just going to use this public health emergency, this public emergency for Everything. What about climate change? We need to address that. We're going to override. Yes, we're going to override the Constitution. We're going to abuse our powers. um, And who's going to stop us? And then a law-abiding citizen will get shot by law enforcement because they're trying to disarm them or something of that nature. And then the headlines will say MAGA Mm -hmm. gun owner fights back police or law enforcement or FBI or whatever. I mean, this is the kind of thing that gets people killed. At this point, we really need to, we need to pay closer attention. I think we need to get more intellectually honest and less emotional on the right, because there's a lot of emotion on the right too. Make no mistake, that 30 day was picked by design. It wasn't just some arbitrary number, well 30. It's by design. They understand the court system can't pivot. They can't. It's a test. It's a tolerance test. It's a stress test to just say, can we push them on this issue? Can we get away with a public yeah. emergency? Sort of sounds like 14 days to slow the spread or flatten the curve. Flatten the curve, right? Can yeah. we? Can we? Because the next time it's not about guns. The next time it's about maybe masks, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know whatever else. Maybe prayer in public. Maybe whatever. It's just, can we just declare it an emergency? And, 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 and then run amok. And so she's trying. Um, so again, the resistance must be fierce and strong. But you're right. right the now. emotional feelings that go into stuff like this, it, it kind of reminds me of the stupid stuff they're trying to do in places like Chicago where they're asking gang members, please don't commit violence unless it's between 9 p.m. <laughs> don't do it between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. <laughs> like, like don't, the, the don't, bloods and the crips are going to be like, yeah, yeah. all right. Damn, it's 8.45. If we're going to kill that guy, we got to hurry. <laughs> you know? Oh, we wouldn't want to upset the curfew orders. I mean, we don't care about killing people. but Because yeah. Governor, Governor Wuhan gave the bad guy some pretty detailed instructions here. You've you got to be a, a one out of the thousand, this parameter, yeah, yeah. that parameter, do your homework. Yeah. You need to know how many were shot like, four hours ago. We can't do quota. I, I the really, quota was met. I really wanted to go commit some gun violence, but I'm in Albuquerque. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll have to go smoke meth instead. <laughs> um, all right. We, uh, we, we'll be back with more, but uh, we want to thank our sponsor, the segment Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for uh, those of us who maybe, you know, you've reached the age where you're just in pain. So why are you talking about me like that? Oh, sorry. He, Ch yeah. Chad feels seen right now. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> um, so maybe you have arthritis. Uh, maybe you've got, I don't know, knee problems, neck problems, back problems. We all hurt these days. But the great news is Relief Factor can help you with that. It's actually all natural, which I know most men. I mean, you're going to feel attacked again. Most men, usually they hear all natural and they're like, that doesn't work. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not wrong. But Relief Factor does work. Actually does work. Am I wrong? It does work. It does work. So many of us at Blaze have used it. Um, I've used it for my back problems. I was in a car accident a long time ago. I know Glenn Beck has used it. Pat Gray has used it. Jason Buttrell has used it. Um, a bunch of us have used it, and it's worked for all of us. It can work for you. It's an anti-inflammatory, so it's actually going to get rid of the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes you don't realize it, but that's the root cause of your pain. So it's not just gonna mask it, it's gonna totally eliminate it at the root cause. And a bunch of people who buy the three-week quick start, 70%, in fact, they buy the three-week quick start of Relief Factor, they go on to keep ordering it. That many people it's working for. I would say it's worth it to take the trial pack, see if it's gonna work for you. You'll know within three weeks, and it's only $19.95. You can go to relieffactor.com, get that quick start over at relieffactor.com. <laughs> All right, the California State Assembly passed a bill AB 957 on Friday. Now, this requires judges involved in child custody cases to consider whether a parent has supported a child's perceived gender transition by making gender affirmation an integral part of the child's health, safety, and welfare under state law. Uh, so more, I guess, uh, a, a summary of that is if you are in a child custody case and you are, say, a father, and the mother has tried to push this child into, you know, confusing them and thinking that they are a gender that they obviously cannot be, the father says, no, that's not true. You are not, in fact, a girl. You are a boy. The state then, the judge, can then use that determination, use that as criteria to take your child away from you um, if you do not affirm their gender transition. And, you know, it's interesting because they don't even say, like, does this only apply to um, male, female, or trans? Does this apply to, like, non-binary? Does this apply to two-spirit? Does this apply, like, how far are we willing to go with this madness um, when we are taking parents' rights away? We are taking custody away from parents for not affirming something that is an absolute delusion that the child needs actual mental help for. And you know what? Yeah, pro probably if you're on YouTube, that was bleeped out or muted or whatever because we're not allowed to say things that are true. Yeah, look, this is the institutional, government-funded child abuse and child trafficking scheme. Um, but California is just formalizing something, you know, that's been going on. You had Jeff Yonker on your show. Uh, that's, that, happened in, that happened in Texas, baby, where we will literally almost every day now give the child to the predator, yeah. to the pedophile, to the sicko, to the mom that drove her child to the drag show for kids. And the dad that's a good old boy that says, uh, my son is a boy. The judges now formally, thanks Gavin Newsom and, 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 and those in tow, will 
Well, they will use this as a weapon in every single child custody case and wait to see the crazies come out now yeah. in that state. You know, this isn't uh, grandma and your parents being mad about rock and roll in 1968. Right. This, this is not, you know, us fuddy-duddies who are saying, hey, you know, we're, we reject the times and the young people saying, come on, old man, get with it. Come on, boomer. No, no, this is absurd. This, this is existential post-millennialism, or I should say existential post-modernism, I should say, that, that you can't define reality. They don't want to define reality. They want it all to be fluid and just kind of whatever we wake up with today. And if I say this is how I feel, then everybody has to honor that. They've got to bow down to it. And in 20 years, they're going to look back and there's going to be tragedy. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's going to be the new mesothelioma late night commercial. You know, were you as a child subjected to gender modifications? You may be eligible for recompense. You know, I, that, that's what you're going to have because we are delusional. We're subjecting children to things that are going to alter their lives forever. And there's no going back from it. It's child abuse, but you're right. They give the child over to the, the abuser, and they're doing it. What's sadistic is they're doing it in the name of compassion. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Well, this parent understands what the child is really going through. Right. But Chad, the Antichrist will come it's, it's in taking, the name of compassion, of in course, the name of, of the course. Love is Love movement. That's why the deception is so real is... is <laughs> Talk about the spirit of Antichrist. I mean, look at look how Barack Obama ran for office. He was going to be this great unifier. He yeah. was going to be this great communicator who was going to bring people together. And he was a black man who was going to, you know, unify the races and, and all of these things that he was going to do. He was he was anti-gay marriage. He, he was family values, supposedly all these things. But look what he's instituted. Look, look what has happened because of the influence of a Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. They come in it's deceptive and they call evil things good. Um, or compassionate in this case. And it's, it's 20 years, guys, 20 years, if we last that long, mm -hmm. 20 years, we're going to look back on this and say, what in the world? Forget what history is going to say about us. 20 years. You know, you say something, if we last that long this morning or sitting with our staff at the ministry and every Monday morning we work through the Word of God, that, that, that thing called truth. <laughs> I want people to go read James 7. Go read James 7, go read Jeremiah 7, go read about what God says when you don't change your ways and your doings, right? How he will allow you to keep your land if you change your ways, mm -hmm. if you get back to the ways of God, keep your land. We are not far off from losing this thing called America, so, like really losing it. Well, especially when it comes to, you know, we're talking about California. Um, and, you know, I know that, that the left, they want to make the argument like, oh, well, we're not, we're not indoctrinating them. We're not pushing them into this. We're just affirming who they actually really are. Oh, really? You're not indoctrinating them? How about the uh, mayor of Burbank over in California, Constantine Anthony, who attended a drag queen bingo fundraiser? And uh, I just want to, just to preface this, this is an event that was named Roxy's Got Balls. Okay, you see this, those of you who are watching, you see this uh, RSVP, uh, uh, you know, D uh, graphic. It literally says on the graphic, ages 15 and over. Okay, so 15-year-olds were invited to attend this event in which the mayor 
was getting spanked. The mayor was getting spanked by a drag queen. Watch. And I'm not sure, I'd just like to note, uh, I'm not sure if those of you who are listening, particularly on YouTube, if we did have to actually mute that audio, just so you know, it was Macho Man by, what is that, the Village People? Yeah. Which I don't tend to think that getting spanked by a drag queen as a male is a very macho thing to do. Hey, the new American male is the one that'll take it in the tailpipe, baby. That's the <laughs> macho man, I'm telling you. Just a little- Another Barack Obama reference, little, yeah, really? Right, right, just a little fudge packing, you know? I mean, no, nothing <laughs> nothing much, you know? No, let's, let's talk about just, it. Uh, let's let's you, unpack it. I'm so sick of this, man. I say round all of them up, yeah. throw them in a loony bin, and go get your, Go get your pipe session over there because here in this country, it's about for the men to stand up and defend the innocence. That, that, this, is, this is, oh dear God, help me. This is so diabolical, okay? Because that guy doesn't get spanked with a paddle at night. No, no, they would like, but this is the same state at the moment in the next session that wants to lower the age of consent to 14. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake why it's mm -hmm. 15 mm -hmm. and up. And, you, and you, you did see, it says ages 15 and over, event not suitable for children. So that the insinuation is, is that if you're 15, yeah. you're not still a they child. they consent to be 14. Correct. Right. Exactly. So I called some things out uh, that are going on on Twitter or X, whatever we call it now. Uh, and of course, you always have the, the Twitter bots, the trolls, whatever, that come on and say, oh, you MAGA Republicans, of course, you know, you, you have these people who get married at the age of 18, you know, with their 21-year-old, whatever, the man's 21 and the girl's 18, but you know they've been fooling around before she was 18, right? And it's like, oh, but y'all are okay with that. And I'm like, then you're okay with a 15-year-old going to something like this. That is hypersexualized. Uh, I mean, let, let's just unpack it. I'm going to, Sarah, here's what I want to do. I want you to bend over the table. And uh -oh. I'm going to come up behind you. I'm come up behind you. Okay. Mm -mm. And uh, I don't want you to look back. I just want you to put your hands on the table and just bend over with your ass in here. I'm going to come over and I'm going to take my belt off and I'm going to spank you. And you're going to like it. And you're going to do it in front of people. And we're going to play music to it and the whole thing. You see, you see how disgusting yes. that is? Yeah. I mean, I am, you are my best friend and I am so uncomfortable with you right. just using this uh, as an example. Yeah. Let, let's yeah, let's, let's spread good. it out. Now, and again, this is the world that, you know, everybody was mad because Donald Trump said, I grab him by the booty poo. And everybody's shocked about that, but then you're okay doing right. this no, in front of a... In front of kids, though. Yeah. In front of children. In front of children. By the way, by the way, Chad, and you know this, but I just want to remind point. Americans real quick. Great point. Uh, that state, you still have legal child brides. Mm. California. You can marry a child mm -hmm. legally in California. Yep. That's called child abuse. That's what the Saudis are doing. That's what they're doing in, in the Middle East, sell off eight-year-old child brides so a 45-year-old scumbag can go rape a child under the law. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, look, I know we, I know we gotta go to break in a second, but I, like we're constantly having the back and forth of if you're still in California and you are a Republican or you're conservative, get the hell out of California. I, that 
that is my personal thought process. I understand the pushback of like, well, we, we want to stay and fight. Um, but if you have kids, yeah. man, is it worth your kids? I think you to draw me, the line between if you don't have kids yet, stay right. and if you, fight. If, or, if, or, or if you already, if or, your kids are grown. Grandkids, right? but, like, but I if get you've it. Got kids. If you've got a family to raise, <laughs> get I the had, hell out of California, I had please. somebody in the, in the government school indoctrination. I don't even call them public schools anymore. It's just government-funded indoctrination camps. They said, I want to debate you on this whole, your, your opinion on the school thing. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> Be my guest. <laughs> you, I mean, I want to have a discussion with you about that. I said, no, you really don't. Mm-mm, no, I mean, please. I, listen, I mean, I I'll show you. I'll you. show you this deal right here. This is what I mean. There's no defending that. No, no. not not with a logical, common sense mind. No. That's right. Um, all right, we got to uh, we got to go to break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Fast Growing Trees. So fall around the corner and it's planting season so many plants actually do better when planted in the fall but if you're like me you have no idea where to start like just none i used to be known for killing plants until i went to fastgrowingtrees.com they curate thousands of plants so you can find the perfect fit for your specific climate location and needs it's very easy they you type in like your uh your city your location um and they know what type of soil you have you're not going to also have to drive around to the big nurseries the big gardening centers you find a tree you lug it in the back of your car you get soil all over your car i'm never doing that again because I go to fast-growing trees instead. You're just creating more work for yourself. You're just making your car dirty, and you don't have to. You order it online. Your plants are shipped to you in one to two days directly to your door. So whatever you need, maybe you need to add some privacy, shade, natural beauty to your yard, they have got the experts ready to help you make the right selection with growing and care advice available 24-7. Join over 1 million happy fast-growing trees customers across the country by going to fastgrowingtrees.com slash news. You're going to get 15% off, and they also have a guarantee, 30 days alive and thrive guarantee. Make sure you go there. There's no reason not to. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash news, 15% off now through October 15th. So a North Dakota man, this is Shannon Brandt, was sentenced to prison for running over and killing a teen who he deemed to be a, quote, Republican extremist. He was initially charged with criminal vehicular homicide. It was later upgraded to murder, and then he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. And um, he was given, I just want you to keep in context, we have people who are not even at the Capitol, not even at the Capitol on January 6th, no violence, no nothing. They didn't kill anyone. Being sentenced to, like, 22 years in prison, okay, this man, five years, five years for killing someone who he admitted, he admitted that he thought he was a Republican extremist. He ran him over with his car. He, by the way, he did call the authorities, but then he fled the scene. So he left this boy to die. And he gets five years. That's it. That's, that's what this Republican extremist life was worth. Five years. What can you say? I, I've been saying this from the very beginning. All the tyrannies, this judicial tyranny that's out there. It's a, well, we could talk about it being a two-tier justice system, and it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a travesty of justice. I mean, that's a cliche, but it's what it is. 
No. There is no justice. It's, wep- it's a weaponized justice system. That, that's a better way to say it. It's you're right. It's, it's, it's weaponized. They, they want to make sure that you, if you're on the wrong side of the political spectrum, they want you to know that you're going to get the worst, absolute worst, mm-hmm. so that you can't speak up, your voice is stripped away, your rights are stripped away, and there's absolutely nothing you can do with, about it because you're going to get... You know, I mean, during the Kavanaugh hearings, they stormed the federal building then. They, they stormed the Capitol then. Uh, the, you know, the, the leaked memo, the, um, all these different things that are out there that we'll never know anything about it because those people are on the right side of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. And that's why I say we're getting to a point with, uh, see, you, see, we talked about this. They're always, you say it all the time. They're 20 steps ahead, mm-hmm. right, with everything mm-hmm. they're doing. They had, as soon as, you need to watch my show tonight because I'm going to break this down. But they had Trump dead to rights. As soon as he said about the Proud Boys on the debate with, uh, with Biden, he said, stand by and stand, stand back and stand by were his words. And they said, he's going to come up with some violent rhetoric and we're going to instigate something. We're going to make something happen. And then we'll get him so that he can never run again on the 14th Amendment, because that's where the word insurrection comes from. And they had that word picked out from the very beginning. They knew the direction they were going to go on this thing. Chad, you're touching on something that is my, other than saving children, it is my cry to the GOP. We are not organized. We are not organized enough. Yeah. There are some grassroots uh, areas where we have a precinct chair that's organized, but it's not a cohesive effort. This is what frustrates me. Okay, Trump gets into the White House, four years max. What about, what about 28, 32, 36, 40, 44? We gotta start thinking way down the line mm-hmm. to take this country back. They, they've got theirs mapped out through 2060, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're saying we can't get over 2020. No. We're in the rear view. We're always doing triage. We're always in the ER doing triage. At what point do we actually elect real leadership top down? And and I and I harp on this, but I do blame. Look, McCarthy, you know, McConnell, Mitch, all these guys that have led the parties. Right. Abbott. It is such pathetic leadership that they can't come together and have a cohesive strategy and say, listen, in six weeks from now, I'm getting in the octagon with a fighter. I'm going to study him, and I'm going in there to destroy, playing a game. I'm not going to. I'm going to initiate. We have none of that happening. So yes, Trump's going to get in the White House, and he's going to swing a Thor hammer. He's going to take vengeance for himself, for his name, for the nation. He's going to hire and fire. He's going to go ballistic, and then the four years end. Right. And then what? Well, if they let him live that long, um, because again, they're going to do anything they can to, to, to it, it. So the scary part about this, they, they got protesters in Kevin McCarthy's office. They just arrested them. They took them out of there. They had they had protesters that were in Kevin McCarthy's office. And I'm sitting there going, why aren't they having how many years did the guy that went in Nancy Pelosi's? How did they get in? Yeah, they go in there. They go. The guy that went in Nancy Pelosi's office and put his feet up on the Shaman. desk they, they gave him not even him the other um, guy or the they other gave guy him years i think it's 18 so it's like okay so were you going to give them i mean the precedent is set right because if you go into the capitol building you're now an insurrectionist you're in the you're in you're in a congressman you're in the speaker of the house's office are you going to hold them to the same accountability they will not no. absolutely they will not no no but they were removed which obviously they were doing <clears throat> something wrong right 
We had people leave the Capitol. They weren't even removed. They were ushered mm -hmm. peacefully right. out of the building, right? But it is, this is why it's a weaponized justice system. And I've said this from the beginning. I firmly believe the FBI was actually instituted in its origin to spy on the American people, to weaponize at the right time, to suppress certain information. To well, I mean, J, J. Edgar Hoover set, speaking of presidents, yeah. I mean, that's what he was doing. 100%. Keeping yeah. files on people. But don't worry. I mean, if you try to, you know, investigate the FBI or hold them to account, uh, you know, you'll just be impeached which in is, the state of Texas. Which is, yeah, well, that's true, too. And it, which is to the point I was trying to make is that that justice system, that so-called justice system, you, when, you, when you set that up, that's that's going to come after all of us eventually. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if there's no standard of right and wrong, good and bad, they'll just come after you because they don't agree with you. Yeah. And, and you're dead to rights. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. We were talking. Today is the 22nd anniversary of uh, September 11th, and Joe Biden commemorated the anniversary in Alaska today. Now, he is the first president who has not been in either D.C. or one of the victim sites, so, you know, New York City, um, things of that nature. He's just come in a completely different place, just in Alaska. So Kamala stepped in for him. Oh, boy, that's who you really want stepping in for you uh, at such a time. And so Kamala attended ceremonies at Ground Zero with uh, Eric Adams, Kathy Hochul. Uh, Ron DeSantis was there today as well. Um, but I think that it is, uh, it's important to talk about just, I don't know, 20, 22nd anniversary, right? There is an entire generation of people growing up who just have absolutely no idea. They don't have that reference point for the way that the country united after that. And we've gotten so tribal since then. And I just fear that it is not going to, they're, they're not going to be able to understand that perspective until, God forbid, something like this happens again, which, by the way, it could because we're letting people, all sorts of people in through in in at the southern border. You know, I'm going to talk about it at length a little bit in my show tonight as well. Um, just the spiritual. You're saving all the good stuff for your show. Yeah, I don't want to be a spoiler here. <laughs> well, I'll just say oh, I want to talk about uh, the spiritual aspect of what was unleashed in this country mm -hmm. on this day 22 years ago. Uh, because the darkness came in and uh, it's affected all of us. Um, it's still affecting all of us. The, you mentioned the tribalism, but the division that will never be healed, I don't think. Um, you know, the only thing that unites people is a common enemy. People get united faster over a common enemy more than anything else. And, and we had on that day a common enemy. And we, we came together over that. It wasn't long before we were back at each other's throats. And then it's gotten even worse since then. But uh, it does seem that uh, the never forget mantra has been forgotten. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I immigrated to this country uh, three weeks after 9-11. Mm. I walked down to Ground Zero. I had to walk because you couldn't drive in. I right. walked and I left footprints. And I took a letter from my grandfather, who was a fire chief in South Africa, to the fire chief of the first engine that responded. Mm. And my grandpa said, if you read this letter, I'll disown you. It's not for you. It's for that man. So I handed the letter over and I walked off and the fire chief called me back. He said, did you read it? And I said, no. And he started reading it and tears 
we're, we're just cutting paths through his, his stained face. And he said, uh, he took a picture off the wall, he signed it and said, send it to my brother. Wow. And the letter, then he read me the letter and it was about, hey, I am your brother. Our biggest heartache is that we don't get to run into the buildings with you. Mm. And, you know, make sure my grandson is adopting this new country for what it's worth. And that's the America I immigrated to, Chad. And it wasn't long, but it was united for a minute. It was. Mm. For a president of the United States to not make it his absolute priority, right, to be there. It's just case after case after case. If you're 23 and under, you were practically not alive, mm -hmm. you know, when this happened. We're not fighting for the same America that what they see. Mm -hmm. The 23-year-olds, 22-year-olds have never seen the America where, you know, there's no TSA that's feeling you up and down in the middle right. of an airport. Or they've never seen prayer in school. They don't know the America. So if we don't teach it, thanks Tim Barton, David Barton, wall builders, Glenn Beck, if we don't teach it, they'll never know. So this morning, and this is not a, a, a self-righteous comment, it's just what I had to do this morning. I set my eight, six, and four-year-old down at the kitchen table, and we spoke about what seven guys did. We spoke about planes. We spoke about conspiracy. We spoke about maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But the fact is Americans died because we weren't keeping watch. And that's just for a four-year-old, and I'll tell him every year because they need to understand I'm an immigrant, and we have freedoms that I didn't have in my previous country, and they're my offspring, and they've got freedoms because I could have chosen to stay in South Africa. And so if it's on the families of this nation today, maybe tonight after you watch Sarah's show here, to go sit your family and down and say, can we just take 20 minutes here? Yep. Just pray for the families whose loved ones are still deceased, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the kids that were born that year that never knew their fathers, their mothers, that jumped out of buildings, mm -hmm. right? We can't just forget stuff like this. It's when you allow them to let you forget stuff like this that they can steal the very foundation of what this nation was in the first place. Yeah, and Joe Biden constantly reminding us that he doesn't care at all about Americans. All right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, it's the end of the show, and I've been dying to talk about this. Do it. I, my dog got skunked twice over the weekend, and I can't get the freaking smell out of my bathroom, out of my laundry room, out of my nose. I'm constantly asking people to smell me because I feel like I smell like skunk. It, I can't, I'm just gonna, am I gonna smell this forever? We keep telling you you don't. But I- your but olfactories. The cowboy I gave you a complete, a complete, you know, biological explanation for what's going on with you, Sarah. Listen to him. One of, one of the people that work here, they, they walk past my dressing room and go, you smell good. And I go, it's not me. Sarah just walked down the hall. <laughs> she squirted herself with perfume so much that she's effervesced in the entire building. Because I'm worried I smell like skunk. But for the listeners who thought that you're, you're, you're you always talk about having a zoo. Mm -hmm. Your dog wasn't skunked in the house. You don't have a skunk in your house. The, okay. Actually, a great point. No, we the, should clarify. You made it sound like that. That is a the great. Dog point. ran in the house, and you found out it had been skunked. Yes. And you and I—I I don't know—it's weird how our bond is. But you were texting me about that as it, you sent me pictures of your husband cleaning the dog. <laughs> yes. And uh, I get home. I get home. I pull up in, in my driveway, and there's a skunk in the front yard. I've never seen a skunk around. How wild is that? In a completely and, different location. 
By Three the hours apart. <laughs> Maybe it's Chad that got skunked that the smell is that you're smelling. Maybe it's Chad. I just, I, a, yeah, that was, that was really wild. <laughs> Did you? Call PETA, baby. I, wonder, I, will, I need to take care of my skunk. Look, I, am, I, I love all animals, obviously, the zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first moment that I was like, bring that skunk back into my yard and I will, I will see to it. That he will never come into my yard again. Yeah. You to be careful what don't I tell say the, here. Don't tell the governor of New Mexico, but a suppressed 22 is a nice thing to have around the house for. You know, oh, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Asians just like Good little thing. I got a tip from someone else in the office that might help me take care of that as well. So, so anyway, uh, cleaning out skunk from your nose tips. Feel free to comment and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.